Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. Thank you for joining us on what we think is the best podcast in evidence-based um, medicine. I'm here with Dr. Alan Safdie, a world-famous gastroenterologist and internal medicine doctor. Uh, Dr. Safdie and I are both very interested in evidence-based medicine. We've been uh, involved in peer-reviewed clinical research for more than uh, 30 years. Alan, thank you for joining me. Uh, I want to talk about COVID-19 and what are the latest concepts on how we actually catch COVID-19 and how we can avoid catching COVID-19? Yeah, that's a great question, Bill. You know, we're five to six months into this crisis and, you know, we've come around to a consensus, um, you know, of how do we get this and how do we avoid this? Um, you know, we worry a lot about contaminated surfaces, which you still should worry about. Um, but that may be not be the number one way of catching this. This may be inhalation of respiratory droplets. So, you know, people indoors are more likely than people outdoors to get this. But the major culprit is our person-to-person -person interactions and the time that we interact. So if the two of us are walking outside and we pass each other on the sidewalk in a nice breezy day and we're a meter apart, our chance of getting it is minuscule. Uh, if we're in a crowded event, poor ventilation, people screaming, yelling, you know, a bar, talking loudly, um, that's one great way to maximize our risk. And we need to be really careful about that. You know, we've looked at a variety of different ways that people can get uh, this infection. And one is staying six feet apart. Um, ideally, wear a face mask, but the most important is that physical distancing. Uh, farther, which we've mentioned if people are running or you're biking right behind somebody, but the chance of transmission, and this is really, really important, the chance of transmission at a distance less than a meter. So, you know, let's just say less than three feet was 12.8% of transmission. It's a factor of about one-fourth to one-fifth of that. It fell to 2.6% at a distance of more than a meter, 3.3 feet. Um, two meters are even much more effective. That's about 6.6 .6 feet. So that makes a huge difference. And both you and I wear face masks, and we've worn them our whole lives, and basically because we've been involved in medicine most of our life. Um, but, but now, now we're wearing face masks when we walk. We wear face masks when we go to the store. Uh, people, the, the epidemic is not over. The epidemic uh, is, is, is coming. There's going to be a, another, uh, an, another round of epidemic. And, Alan, do you want to comment on that? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely correct. I mean, you know, we, we talked about the face mask. You know, it's 17.4% without a face mask, it drops to less than one-fifth of that, about 3% when you wear a face mask. Um, you know, we just started these reopening and we're getting reopening strategies to protect our public health, but people aren't really listening to those. You know, plexiglass barriers in a store, um, if you're working closer than six feet at your place of work, good ventilation systems, keeping windows open are all important measures as we get into the fall. When we start combining influenza along with COVID-19 and increase in the fall, we may have a significant problem. We thought it would drop off in the summer, but really what we're noticing is heat hasn't had a tremendous effect on decreasing viral replication. 
humidity a little bit of an effect, um, but we haven't noticed a drop and as with the warmer weather that we thought we would. And so we have to be careful even before we get to that close proximity in the fall. You and I are going to be in much more close proximity to other individuals. And it's harder to space when we're all indoors. Right now we can exercise outdoors and both of us do. But in the fall, we're going to be close to people. Uh, when people cough, even, you know, they spread more virus, uh, tremendously more. Transient uh, exposures outdoors are really not great risk. But indoors, when we go back for the fall, we're going to see a great increase in those exposures. Um, so we need to be yeah. really careful. Yeah, we need to remind people that six foot distances is for quiet speech. It's not for it's not for uh, people like who are jogging. Remember, uh, Alan, you've commented that people leave a, a stream of uh, COVID uh, virus 60 feet long when they're jogging and, and huffing and puffing. So uh, we just have to be very aware that this virus is going to be around. And even uh, assuming that we have a effective um effective vaccine uh this winter which is the big assumption but i'm you know i'm praying to god we do uh even with that this disease is still going to be around for at least a couple years uh, do you agree with that alan yeah it's absolutely going to be around that's why we need to be looking at ventilation systems at barriers within places of work um there are people that are super spreaders that have high higher viral content so if you only hit try to culture a million of these viruses, you may not be able to culture those out. The people that have many more, um, you know, about 10% of people with COVID-19 are responsible for about 80% of the transmissions. And we need to be very careful. And when people are careful, it, just looking at household exposures, and this was from China uh, early on, and it depends on which study you look at, but those exposed in a household uh, to somebody with COVID-19 in China, where they really great care you know you would expect most of the people get it they didn't when they wore masks when they were very careful with hand washing what i say wmd not weapons of mass uh, destruction but wash mask distance wmd um that you went down to transmission rates in household members of about 15 to 17 percent uh, so the majority of people didn't get it so i think that you know we are going to see a second peak and probably on top of influenza, uh, which makes it even greater risk. It's going to be harder for us to tell what people have. And remember, we don't have any good treatments at this point, especially for outpatient disease. And dexamethasone got published yesterday, uh, which is a steroid, which we've used for years for lots of different diseases. But it decreased death rates by about a third. It did not decrease death rates to zero. Um, and that was only in one preliminary study. We have to reduplicate that. Sometimes we get a preliminary study that's an outlier and we find out that's not really true, but at least it gives us a potential therapy for really sick inpatients, um, not necessarily outpatients. It's not a prevention uh, and it's not a treatment for the majority of people and it does have side effects. Um, thank you, Alan. That's uh, very useful. So people, uh, if you like our podcasts, uh, please uh, like them and tell your uh, friends about them. Subscribe uh, to uh, to our site. Uh, this is uh, we're only interested in evidence based medicine and getting out, getting actual medical facts uh, out to individuals. And um, 
Alan, thanks for this uh, great discussion. Thank you, Bill.